yeah, so myself and Sean uh, served in the 7th Battalion together. Uh, we're in the same unit, and Sean is, has left the army. Um, how long are you out now? Oh, um, 2020 is when I left, so three, three years Three years, now. Yeah. Mm. And your personal training now would be I'm lying to you. Sorry, 2021 is when I left during lockdown. So, oh, okay. Um, 2021, so I'm out two years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, working as a coach in a, in a gym now. Yeah. And uh, do you miss the army? I do miss the army. I do miss the army. Uh, definitely certain parts of the army you miss. Um, yeah. You miss the lads. You miss, like, getting to do... The, the sort of things that you wouldn't generally get to do on a day-to-day basis. I know they, they joke and they say a life less ordinary and stuff like that, <laughs> but like there is a lot of the kind of kill stuff that you, you get to do, like shooting guns and stuff like that, that you don't get to do on day-to-day life that you would miss. Like. Yeah. Um, what, was the, like, what was the thought press process then about you, like for you, like joining the army? Like Why did you join? Uh, I, I joined in 2012, uh, and when I joined, it was like right in the height of the middle of the recession. Yeah. Um, and it was at that point where you know people were losing their jobs every week. Every week you heard of somebody new who was after losing a job, somebody's mom, somebody's dad, some person that was after losing a job. And every time you saw, you looked at the news, you saw people, um, people's businesses that were closing down. It was just a never-ending stream of it. Uh, and I had recently found out that I had a little girl on the way. I didn't know it was a girl at the time, but now, but I, uh, I had recently found out that I had a little girl on the way. And I was only working as a manager in a restaurant at the time and had this kind of just daunt and worry that, you know, my job might be next. Um, and I started looking for places where I knew that I was going to have a little bit more of a sustained income if if something fell through. Uh, applied to the army. We were waiting a m- months and months to try and get a response from them mm-hmm. um, just because we were the first platoon that came in after the embargo. Yeah. Um, so it was a long, long time. But... Um, yeah, I just the the main reason was was job security, and I suppose that's that's an awful lot of the reason why, why yeah. people generally tend to join. You were into it? sports though before you joined, right? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> like I had played sport my whole life. I like to yeah. kind of throw my hand at, it, at anything. Right. You know what I mean? I just I love to compete. Yeah, I love uh, a a little bit of competition with with anything. So. Uh, the main two sports that I did play growing up that I kind of focused on was Gaelic football and then athletics. Definitely more athletics than Gaelic football, but right. um, but yeah, I, I liked the, them two sports the most. I kind of dedicated most of me, me time to them two sports. Yeah, and um, was the army then something that was like always on the horizon, or was it purely like just job security that was the, like the main reason? You know, it was it was partially job security and partially that I thought that the the what was involved in being a soldier was something that I was going to be able to adapt to pretty yeah. handy. I thought, like, you know, physically, I was able to kind of hold me on. I thought, you know, mentally, I was able to hold me on. Uh, intellectually, I was able to hold me on. So I thought, like, you know, and again, I, I would definitely not be the sort of person who was going to be able to sit around at a desk all day. That would <laughs> drive me mad. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm basically about as close to being ADHD without being diagnosed <laughs> as you could imagine. So, like, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, you know, I get yeah. distracted by everything. So I thought, you know what, a job where I was going to be able to be kind of up, about, look after me, kind of physical health and stuff like that was going to be something that, I, that I'd prioritise, I'd like. Yeah, and I know you mentioned, like, the embargo and everything. Like, did it, how many months from you, like, applying to getting in did it take, like? Um, it, was, it was January. It was yeah. January in 2012 when I first applied. Right. And we were the first group that went through the psychometric testing. Oh, okay, as well yeah. so we went through we went through two sessions of the psychometric test and there was like 
um there were so many rounds it was january was the the initial application then in like february we were sent another questionnaire that kind of like basically narrowed down a couple of people it was like are you willing to do this are you willing to do this it was just like you know stay away from home and you know be out on missions and blah 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 and you know once you take the yes to every one of them well then you were sent on to the next stage but if any of that didn't suit you well then you were you were basically crossed off the list then we had psychometric testing in march we had psychometric testing again in like april there was a second round then fitness testing interviews um, and medicals so we were we were being tested the whole way or we were being checked up the whole way through the year there was there was um it seemed like there was an awful lot of people to go through. I think there was, yeah. I think I remember at the time somebody saying that there was like ten and a half thousand applicants for like four hundred jobs or something yeah. like that. I remember like being at the gates in like I, mean, I joined in two thousand eight, so I remember like the the queue for like new applicants coming in to do their fitness test. It was like they ran I think three or four sessions of fitness test a day, yeah. and the queue would be from like the main gate all the way down to like past Mary's school I think it was yeah. it's absolutely crazy yeah so there was like a lot that time I think I just got in I was lucky when I got in so I think I signed up in September in 2007 and I was in then January 2008 like so yeah. a lot less shorter but uh, then you got in you got done your recruit training uh-huh. where where did you train? <coughs> um, I trained in the 27th Italian up in Dundalk right. <laughs> it was intense it was yeah. intense <laughs> uh, they they don't have an awful lot of love for the dubs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And an awful lot of it is wind up. I, w- I will say, like, but um, yeah, no, you're a long way from home as well. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. a long way from home. You get the typical dose of all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the West Brits, the West Brits, back quite a bit. Like, <laughs> but uh, how uh, like recruit training, right? So, do you remember like your first day and stuff? Yeah, I remember my first day. Yeah, yeah I remember it very well. It was actually quite funny. Um, you know, you get the you know you get your letter to say that your your um your training is starting on such and such a date, and yeah. you know this is the time that you're to report for, and blah blah blah. And it says, you know, bring close friends and family if you want to, and everything like that. And I thought to myself, I'm going up to start in the army. I'm, I was like, I'm not bringing my man dad with me. I was like, nobody be bringing the man dad with them. Yeah, and I arrived up and. Everybody had a man, dad, girlfriends and partners and kids and everything with them. And I was just sitting there and yelling and I was like, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's completely different the moment. So I just arrived at the gate with me two bags and uh, do you know like the little hut that's at, like across from the main gate? Yeah, yeah. There was loads of us just crammed in there and then the sergeant came down, started calling it everyone's name. We were all like put into a line and then sworn in. But uh, yeah, very, very different. I suppose different barracks have different ways of doing things. Yeah, right? that's true. But that's um, true. What was the so you went through your crew training then like and then you done your two three star training in Dundalk as well did you yeah 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 how did you find that oh I mean <coughs> training was intense yeah. training training is intense like it definitely <coughs> it's training like recruit training and two three star training in the army is something that you only really understand if you've done it yourself mm. you know like. It's it's gas because when you talk about it with other people who were never in the army, they nearly look at you like you're bullshitting. They look at you like you're taking the piss because they're like, it couldn't possibly have been like that. And like <laughs> only other army people are like, no, it was like that. It was every bit as it was every bit as rough as that. Like you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, it's intense. You know yourself. Like when you're in barracks, it's intense from morning till night. Yeah. Like when you're on the ground, it's it's even more intense and more fatigue and more exhausting. And then when you're doing the courses, 
like the likes of your your own arm combat, your survival skills and stuff like that. Like yeah. they are intense weeks. <laughs> like, really, really intense weeks. Did you, what was the best part of like the recruit training or the different courses? Like I you know, like like the unarmed combat, the royal training, the mag. What was did any any particular part that like stands out for you? Um, finishing it to be honest <laughs> with you. <finishing laughs> yeah, it. I remember. I remember when we when we passed. I remember when we like. When we finished the ground phase, we walked or the the two to three star ground phase, yeah. and we we walked from um, Jesus, what are the name of the mountains? The, the Cooley Mountains. The Cooley, we okay. we walked from the Cooley Mountains back to uh, the camp. Right, it was a fairly long walk, and it was after being out for a couple of days, and we were fatigued, we were wrecked, our feet are in bits, our hands are in bits, and it's just like this is never going to end. And you're walking down that road, and it just feels like it is just never ending. But when you get back to the end, it was nearly like take off your gear. It was like stone, stone. We were like, thank fucking. It's God. the best feeling in the world. That it day, is. isn't it? It's just yeah. like, oh, I'm out here. Thank God. Mm. But yeah. And then once you got in, then like, how did you find it then, sir? What eight years in? Yeah. You went through a li- like a couple of different courses. Like, what was like the main the main course that you would have went through? Uh, I, I as, look as soon as I as soon as I passed out as a three yeah. star and I went to the seven battalion, I I applied for an ILSW course as okay. soon as I got in the door and and got it I yeah. couldn't believe that I was after getting it me and funnily enough the three lads uh, there was four of us who were sent to uh, four of us who were sent to Dublin everybody else got Galway um, Athlone okay. places like that um, it was right after the uh, right after the what was it called the Everybody got moved. Oh, the reorg, yeah. The reorg. Yeah, yeah so that was when we moved from like second battalion. Yeah. Fifth battalian came over, we became the seventh battalion. To the Brewer, and then yeah. you just became the seventh battalion, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and the, and the only four lads who got the the only four lads who got the, the Brewer were people who were kids. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody else got pushed down to, to Galway and Athlone and everything like that. Yeah. Like they were, and they were all <laughs> disgusted at it. Now, the lads who went to Galway, yeah. most of them were, were single lads who went off to Galway and had an absolute ball of a time for a few years, you know, and then got transferred back to Dublin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing, like, when you join, right, you can be sent anywhere yeah. as well. Like, um, But, like, I suppose if you're young and single, like, yeah, getting sent to Galway is probably not too bad no, like, if no. you can make your way back to Dublin at some stage yeah. but, uh, it's like living yeah. on the stags <laughs> <laughs> yeah because lads lads would be out like a lot wouldn't they like, ah stop and then they started living outside the barracks like you know <laughs> what I mean you'd be like you'd be in a whatsapp group with the, the lads that you trained I remember, uh, like obviously still in the whatsapp group with them and I remember you'd be like hearing stories being passed down and laughing your socks off and thinking I'm stuck here in Dublin and them boys are having the crack down in Galway yeah, we used to just we used to like live for the weekend of the year where uh, the the Gaelic Sevens would be on yeah it was just like the seven aside Gaelic tournament and anybody who played Gal was like yeah I'll play you went down and it was just an absolute piss up for the whole yeah. weekend it was, <laughs> it was fantastic it was always on the same weekend or the same week as the Galway races Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> Galway was packed. Your accommodation was paid for. Like, and you went out. You played a few games of football, and you went down on the roof with everyone that night. Like, it was class. Definitely wasn't organised on purpose. But then, um, in terms of like uh, the OLSW course, like that's the OLSW is infantry light support weapons, isn't yeah, yeah. it? And that's like the machine gun. The yeah, the sixty uh, SF. The SF. Yeah, the, the SF, SF machine gun. Uh, the sixty. And the sixty. And eighty four, kind of like the anti tank weapon. Yeah, yeah. How did you find that? Tough. Yeah. It was tough. Um, 
I mean, I was I was still in the mode. I was I was yeah straight out training. Yeah, straight out training. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Probably the best time to do it. Yeah, like definitely. because you, you it was it was twelve weeks long, and right. then it was uh, that um, uh, what's it the vehicle recognition thing the AF AVF or AFE. Jesus, I can't remember. Oh, this is when you're looking at the, the different tanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard. The, the exam, it's hard. Oh, it? so yeah. hard. And like, like, so it was 12 weeks long. We basically did like three weeks on each of the three weapons. And then we did three weeks of uh, the tank and plane recognition as well. Yeah. And uh, that was nearly as hard of just sitting in the classroom. And I remember it was the hottest year. Jesus, the summer was so <laughs> warm. Class. Yeah. I couldn't believe we were after getting the course. I was like, how are we only in the dorm or after getting this course? Because nobody else wanted it. <laughs> it's a tough course. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so, yeah. it's, it's probably one of the better courses, though. It was. I think, yeah, definitely. Mm. But uh, yeah, I didn't actually know that like rec- I, I forget what it's called recognizing like different tanks and stuff. We would have mm. done it as well. But uh, I didn't realize like how important that was till I actually went overseas. Like and uh, we were in Syria. Like there was different like T T sixty tanks yeah, going yeah. around. Like and different like with different weapons. Like you had to kind of uh, point them out and talk about them or whatever. Like if you've seen them on the patrol. So really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you you're sitting in a class in the brew and you're just like, why am I yeah, doing yeah. all these? But then you go overseas, you're kind of flicking back through the notes, kind of, yeah. oh, what's this? So yeah, you're able. Right, it, it, it does. It stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. definitely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you got the LSW course here. Then the, you done a couple of driving courses. Then as well. you got a truck license, did you? No, I actually, uh, I only got the uh, the car and trailer. Car and trailer. Yeah. Car and trailer. Yeah, handy enough, it was so grand. Yeah, it was. It was perfect. Like um, I spent I spent a good while, <laughs> kind of in between, um, working in the gym in the brewery. Oh yeah, cause and then working in the office mess as well because I had kind of I had been looking to try and possibly go to the 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 world military uh world military games oh, okay yeah a couple of times um but there was very very little funding available as far as i can remember that was the the issue we were trying to get a 4 by 4 team over there yeah. but they was were that like the SISM, was it yeah yeah it was exactly what it was yeah that's like the military olympics right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so we were trying to we were trying to get across to that um i kind of competed at a good few all army games and stuff like that when I was kind of sprinting at uh, the the kind of highest level that I was sprinting at yeah um, and I had won a quite a few all army championships so I was I was then going to possibly be able to go to this, these games but um, yeah like I was saying it was it was just kind of cut short with the funding yeah. But obviously, when I was when I was in the gym, I was nearly like t- taken away from all of the courses and stuff like that. Yeah, because um, you're employed then, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're employed. Um, and then when I did come out of the gym, I I got the the car and trailer course, and they were able to give me the the kind of the freedom to be able to do my own training anyway, which was good because obviously it kind of conflicts with everything that you're doing as a soldier in terms of training because you're doing all kind of long slow stuff yeah. you're not really doing anything that is going to be developing you as a sprinter and when you're spending all of your time doing the long slow stuff it means that you're not doing f- the the fast the stuff fast which stuff, is yeah. what I was need uh, which I needed to be doing so yeah. I had to go and get special permissions to be able to do my <laughs> own yeah yeah I had to be told like I was, I, it was it was nearly a sort of a situation it was like when the all army games came up it was like if you don't win they're <laughs> going back to the Lions <laughs> they're going back to the Lions so you'd be like shitting yourself going down you'd be like fuck I better, better win yeah. and I remember we had a couple of a couple of lads who were like who were really decent runners like yeah. you know there was um, there was um, 
one of the Fenland brothers who's who's uh, a Kilkenny hurler. Okay. Yeah, he was quick. Like you yeah. know, I raced him a few times. He beat me over one. Uh, he beat me over one hundred uh, as well before. And uh, but I but I got him over the two, so okay. so I didn't <laughs> didn't have to go back to the Lions. So like <laughs> Happy days. So you won the you lost it came second in the one hundred and then yeah. forced in the two hundred. Yeah, that's good going. Sorry, I was all right. It was all right. Like yeah, I was like still fuming a little bit for that. The second place first loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, so I went I went over a couple of years where I was I was able to do that. So uh, by the time I had gotten out of or by the time I had finished up doing the the SISM uh, kind of training to try and get qualified for that yeah. and then had come back out onto the lines and everything like that I had kind of really gotten out of the mode yeah. of, of training which kind of tends to happen yeah, when, when you're in the lines it's nearly it's nearly like the love for it can kind of be taken away from you a little bit you know yeah. the frustration that goes around yeah, it's, it's hard to avoid it's sometimes, isn't it? And then, did you do like your PT course outside of hours then in the army, or did you do yeah. it when you left then? Yeah, no, I was I was given a special exemption to be able to to go and do the course. Oh, okay. Uh, by the army, so they they looked after me to be able to go and do that. I was doing nice. that two days a week. Okay. Um, on like a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't through the military, though, was it? Like it was an external college. No, it was an external college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I did it with an external college. Um, so I just go off on the Thursday and Friday, go and study, um, and then come in and work the other three days, right, um, and then obviously then your your duties and stuff like that that you would normally do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and after I did that, I fell in love with it. Yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, it's good though the way they support you because they done the same for me as well. They let me go to college. Um, well, I went in the evening, so uh, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday I, I got to go to college in the evening time, and the deal was why I wasn't put on duties those on those days then I'd be Stung for a Saturday, yeah, 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 three times a month. Oh, I think, but like it paid off definitely, like in the end, yeah. Um, but definitely does. But like it's good that like they supported like the external education as well, yeah. right? Um, and then we in for much longer then once you kind of got that course under your belt, or how did that go? Yeah, well, I, I, I would have actually been, yeah. I think I did, uh, I think I did a driving course in like 2016 or 2017, oh, and okay. then I and then I went overseas in 2018, yeah. Um, and then I went in my year's leave of absence in 2019. Right. So I kind of like, I dipped my toe in the water before I left. Before I left. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not too Because I feel like, you know, I, I know that there kind of generally tends to be that fear for, for people who haven't, uh, or who are considering leaving. Yeah. And then don't. Because uh, you're always worried, you know, you have that kind of safety, safety net. Don't you? Wages and in the bank, like every yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. That's it. You know, no matter what happens, <laughs> that way is going into you're the bank really every paid, Wednesday. Yeah. Like, you know? Definitely, and then overseas, so you're in the lab, right? Yeah. How was that? I was grand. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it was, it was an, in, it's an interesting trip. Right. You know what I mean? I think, like, in general, the the trips are just interesting. I think it's an experience. I think that it's something that if you're a soldier, you definitely, definitely should get involved in. Yeah, you should definitely, definitely apply for. You should definitely do one, one trip. Um, and again, I think it's, it's something that's very unique to soldiers. You know, yeah. if you're not a soldier, then you don't get it. You know, and I know that, like, funnily enough, I y- you hear of people who are like, ah, oh, sure, you know, it's a holiday camp or whatever, and blah, 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 and everything it's like that. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's six months away from your family, yeah. uh, away from your friends, you know, away from your children. It's no walk in the park. And they no. say, oh, but you're getting paid for it. And it's like, but 
I think people are under the, <laughs> yeah. I think people are under the influence uh, or under the um, impression that we get paid an awful lot more <laughs> over there than we actually <laughs> the got actually, paid. Yeah, it's not as uh, I don't know. Uh, the obviously is paid. It's, it's not bad, right? No, but no. it's not. It's not. It's not uh, win the lottery money either. Like, no, <laughs> no. There's definitely uh, people who are like like working in Ireland going home every day and getting paid more than we have yeah. in the lab like yeah. definitely like yeah. no questions asked but like. going to the lab as well it's kind of I didn't get to go but I, got, I went to Syria but the, it's nearly a right of passage for like an Irish soldier to go yeah. to the lab because right? yeah, yeah. all the old stuff yeah. but yeah and then overseas you came home were you in much longer than after well we had kind of started to, to oh, we had moved from uh, the, the lad who I was working with Sean we had a gym out his back garden it was yeah only in a kind of a small studio a small little PT right. studio where we used to PT like six people at a time yeah. um, and then just before we had gone overseas we kind of uh, November 2017 we had moved up to a new premises up on the Belgard Road that was fairly close to where we were yeah. but much bigger two storeys um, I had like a, a it's about three and a half thousand square feet. Okay. Um, so I had kind of like one big room downstairs and then a smaller room upstairs where we did kind of smaller um, semi-private PT yeah. um, and we got that up and running in November 2017 and then I left in May 2018 right. for my trip for the summer trip oh, okay. and then so you set up the gym went overseas and then you came back then took a le- year's leave came back finished off my overseas leave and I was like got through Christmas I was like I'm going to put in for a, a year's leave of absence here right. I was like just he, he had said to me at the time he was like you know just trust me because I was again I had the fear yeah I definitely had the yeah. fear of, of leaving like it's such a and I think that I was only saying to you the other day I was like it's like the sunken cost fallacy you know what I mean you think that you've put so much into it that you know this is the only way yeah. and you have that fear of leaving Um but he had said to me he kind of he's been very good to me all the time like you know what I mean I know Sean since I was a kid we went to primary okay. school together secondary school together Um and he was like to me he was like just take the leap he was like I'll look after you and I was like you know what I was like I'll take the, the years leave of absence I was like I'll figure out where I am from there and um, and we'll see what happens so I took I took a year's leave of absence Okay. I started uh, in the other place spending time working in the other place and then after about a year um, I was like I'll extend on this year's leave of absence um, and I, I, I called the army and I, I said it to them and I was like called 7th Battalion <laughs> I was like hey what's the story it was like Private Morris here I was like I need to extend my, my year's leave of absence <laughs> and they were like we'll get back on to you about this and everything and some CS called me about an hour later he was like Private Morris I was like yeah you don't know who the CS is by the way yeah. he says Private Morris I says yeah he says you needed to apply for that. Uh, he said you needed to apply for that leave a month ago. You're expected in here uh, on Monday morning, <laughs> zero eight thirty in uniform. Oh, yes. I says I'm gonna be ticket. I'm done. Mate. Yeah. I says I'll never be in uniform again. I said you can drop my papers. Thanks very much. Well, that was you done. So you thought <laughs> you done. I was up the gap. I was already out of mode, and then as yeah. soon as that phone call hit me, I was like, Nah, it's too nah, much. I gotta done. go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you just took the leap. Yeah. But how did you find then, right? So I know you had the years leave of absence, but how did you find then that transition, let's say, from like soldier to civilian? Like, was it tough? It was, I think it was because I, I did the years leave of absence, which I would always recommend if yeah. if you can do it, 
to to somebody who was kind of on the fence yeah. about so it. I think it was because I had that that I I kind of I still had the security, but I also had the civilian yeah, life. So I was I was able to to trial everything before I decided. Yeah, you know, which just gave me a, a like a much easier decision because as soon as I was out for like a month or two, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh. it's crazy because you know all of the things that I was getting frustrated about like Saturday duties and stuff like that I was like none of this happens <laughs> I was like nobody's catching me for a 24 hour duty on a Saturday anymore yeah, I was like okay I was like I can definitely do this yeah because that's one of the big things I remember pulling into like a 21st before and uh, the the stand who got called out so the miscellaneous got called in I didn't even know I was on miscellaneous that weekend the phone rang uh, hello yeah, I need you. You need you in the barracks and in the air. I was like, oh, I'm just literally after coming into walking in the door to the 24th, and I had to leave. Uh, I was absolutely fuming. Like, so look forward to that stuff not happening anymore. But um, in terms of like the the years leave absence, like how long do you have to be in before you can take that? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's. I think it's. Do you have to be on your second contract? You have to be on your second contract. Is that right? Yeah, I think you have to be in uh, five years. Five years. Five years. Then, yeah. yeah, so you have to be in your five to nine to take it. You have to deploy. <laughs> I think only certain other people get it here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depending on how many, you, and I think it's a first come, first serve sort of a thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can extend it though as well, right? For up to yeah. three years, yeah. If you employ in the right. Yeah, and as, as far as I know, you can extend it. Ev- like you can extend it without coming home. Yeah. You know, and they'll obviously take into consideration that people were probably going to be. I was putting it off. It was my own fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't, <laughs> I I can't blame them. Like. I'm sure that, like, you know, there would have been some other people that might have said, yeah, go on, just, just stick it through there. But, like, it was my own fault. I called, like, the Friday before I was due back in. And I was like, yeah. I want to extend this. And they were like, you can't do that. You're mad. I was like, ah, oh, forget it then. <laughs> Leave me. Yeah. So it was kind of, it's handy enough then because you kind of had that job and you had the fail site to fall back on. Yeah. But then once you kind of knew then you'd done like the medical discharge and you got your papers, how did you feel then? Did you feel like you're jumping off a cliff then still or did you feel happy? No, no, I was, I, I was, yeah, no, I was already secure in where I was and everything. Yeah. So, it, you know, it was, I mean, there was a little bit of, um, gee, what's the word? What's the word? Um, Apprehensive, maybe. Yeah, but more, more kind of uh, disappointment. Right. There was, was disappointment that you know that it had kind of come to that, like because like I was saying, there was there was definitely parts of the job that yeah. that I really loved, that yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, that you just don't get in any other job. No, definitely not. You know what I mean? There are, there's, there's massive parts of it you just don't get in any other no. job. Like, and again, it's just one of them things that we, you, we can talk about it with other <laughs> army lads and only other army lads and yeah, that's not everybody gets understand. It, right? Yeah, they only get uh, it. Like. But, uh, like, I suppose, what was the main motivating factors for you leaving? I, I mean, um, so, like, definitely the pay. Pay was number. Pay was number one. Yeah. It was always going to be number one. There was never an opportunity for you to be able to improve your wages by that much. It's yeah. not like I could have went out and gotten a, a qualification that would have in, increased my wage yeah. drastically enough for me to be able to say, "Okay, I'll stay." Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was that was definitely number one. The frustration of. You know, going from from different units to different units of never kind of feeling secure, of wondering what was around the corner or what you're gonna get caught for and stuff like that. That was that was yeah. it would drive your anxiety up the wall. Yeah, like going into work and getting told you're going away for three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, forest. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get me out of here. I remember there was one time I was on a I was on a 
uh, an exercise down in Cork right. and it was a, a battalion attack or something like this oh. like a big huge thing from where yeah. we're out in the we're <coughs> out in the ground like half five in the morning and we're all being laid out around this field like you know what I mean we're yeah. covering off and it is torrential <laughs> fucking rain man I mean like torrential rain and we're here till about 8 o'clock at night and I was just lying there in the rain and I was just like fuck this <laughs> you know I was it's, like you know what it's probably one of the worst feelings in the world like when you're oh. lying somewhere freezing cold soaking wet and you know you're there for another 5 or 6 yeah, hours yeah. So you're just like oh no, get me home <laughs> <laughs> Drive it out the heat in the car driving home. Yeah, everybody is just like you're coming back on the bus and there's just silence and everybody has the hoods up and it's <laughs> the sleep in the in the wet smocks like oh. yeah, and but then you left right so you're with B to B. I thought you're still there. Are you? That's where the gym yeah. started with, and now you're still there. Yeah, still there. How yeah, things going we there? um we moved to we moved to another new facility last February. Yeah, that's in the CUS business park, isn't it? No, it's in um. Broomhill, it's, on, it's oh, in the okay, Broomhill yeah. Road. Yeah, uh, nice. It's fairly close to the driving license session centre oh, okay, on the yeah. Broomhill Road there. And um, it's a much bigger facility. Yeah, Fantastic facility, you know, in fairness. It's it's, a, it's nearly three times the size of the last one, about yeah. 11,000 square feet. Okay. Um, yeah, two storeys, has four rooms. It's, it's, and I know that this is probably biased, and I know that there's probably <laughs> another, not probably 20 gyms in the country that will say the same as this, but yeah. it's the best facility in the country. It's the yeah, best yeah. facility in the country. Like, our f we have we have four rooms. We have our, our lift room, our move room, our work room, and then our small group room. Our lift room is is 18 racks, custom built. Um, everybody in the, everybody in the, in the room has their own rack, has their own barbell, has their own plates, uh, dumbbells built into the racks, uh, everything. Yeah. And the coaching, like we have such a, a really in-depth coaching staff that yeah. like the the quality of everything we do is just so intense. Everybody pushes everybody. That's They're so good, like all of the, all of the coaches. Um, and then the likes of the other rooms that we have, it just creates this really round system that we're able to kind of give people as much quality as possible, and we're kind of really, really focused on trying to to give people the the more than what other gyms are giving them. Okay, you know what I mean? Or the next big thing. Yeah, it's really you know. Yeah, no, like <clears throat> I don't know. It's the gym I'm in. It's it's Fitlinks, but uh, it's great, right? So rather than like the commercial gym, like Flyfit or whatever, you just go in the workouts on the board, and you just have your own rack and you just work yeah. out, no queuing. In and out in an hour, done and dusted. Yeah. That's probably a similar setup, is it? That's B2B, what you want. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it exactly. It's like ideally with that sort of a system, you're giving people as much time on the barbell and on the dumbbells as possible. Whereas if you're doing things where you're doing kind of like single dumbbell stuff, it's single dumbbells because you haven't got enough dumbbells to go around generally. Yeah. And generally, then the dumbbells are limited because you're having the, the heavier dumbbells for a heavier exercise, and then all the lighter dumbbells are over here. Right. So kind of tends to be a little bit of a, a mixed match of things um, but and, and then like you said the time cons uh, consumption thing you know yeah, ideally you want to be in and out in an hour Yeah, you know, there's, there's literally no need unless you are training for something specific and like this is your life priority <laughs> well then there is no need for you to be working out for more than an hour a yeah, day no, well not even a day but like you know yeah. <laughs> in the gym for an hour that's all yeah 
and in terms of like yourselves, right? So do you like everyone that comes in, like are they semi private classes? Like how does that kind of work then? No, no. So we got semi private or we got group training. So oh, okay. the 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 lift class has twenty two racks. It's that's so twenty two on a class. class twenty two yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and the tailor-made programs then for each individual, or is it just what's on the board and what you can lift? No, it's pr- it's programmed so that it's it, it's programmed for everyone. So basically, we work off a three-day lift program, yeah. um, and then that's also mixed in with uh, a two-day conditioning program as well. Oh, yeah. And then we also have um, a move program as well, which would be all mobility-based. Okay. Um, which is something that's really unique to to kind of other gyms that I've seen. Um, we have a coach Lewis who trains with us, who works with us, who uh, is like fascinated, loves it, um, and it has been really kind of driving it forward really well. Brilliant. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's great. And um, in terms of like your own gym, then there's any like ex army people working there now at the moment, or even current army people. Like Mm, wor- working in my gym? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Current no. people working in my gym. You have a yeah. couple of people who kind of pass in and out as members. Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's yeah, cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain. Uh, are we not saying it? No, he's currently in that. No, no okay, yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, we got, we got a couple of. Uh, we don't have any past members now, Jamie, but yeah, we have a couple of, we have a couple of members who are. Um, who are in the gym and stuff like that so I do see do be able to keep in touch with them yeah alright cool. you know? and in terms of like anyone that wants to join the army right what advice would you give them to prepare like to going in uh, um, physically yeah I think physically is, is one everyone focuses on but mentally is, al- is also another part so any advice that you have around oh uh, so physically preparing. like I, I physically Realistically speaking, I'm, I'm I, like I can give pretty in-depth advice. Yeah. Or, like it's it's, I mean, physically you just gotta have an engine. Yeah, you gotta have an engine, and you gotta know how to do push-ups. <laughs> yeah, you push the world down. <laughs> pretty pretty much it. Like yeah, you know you what have I mean? Run, yeah, like uh, yeah, you gotta be able to run. Like in terms of just being able to pass the fitness test, you just gotta be able to get out and get a, a little bit of engine work done. Um, in terms of being able to get through the training. The the training is a much higher demand. Like I yeah. I struggled massively with the the volume of running, and then when they added in packs and boots and weapons, you know it was a different ball game. Different kind of fish. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I think like I was only seventeen when I joined. I think I was like fifty kilos, and they put the pack on your back. Oh my god, I was in a heap. Yeah, <laughs> the helmet all beside me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the funniest one, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Like you know, people yeah. running down the road, like the helmet <laughs> is hanging down. <laughs> people do be in a bad way, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, you see the hardship come out on people then, don't you? Yeah, I remember doing my fitness test to get in, right? And some lad, uh, I forget, I know his name, I won't say, it, but uh, he cheated on the fitness test, right? So there's no way in the Phoenix Park, right? You're meant to run all the way up, right, and like pass and give the number, but his number blew off. When bef- when he got back to the dressing rooms, obviously in the train in the Phoenix Park, like blew off. Yeah, must have right. <laughs> anyway, gets into the recruitment town, right? And uh, first PT in the first week, he's really alright, this lad. And uh, he, he during the warm up, he's like out of breath. I think he had like I won't say it was like a heart attack, but it was like some kind of like palpitations or something he was having. Uh, he, they had to get an ambulance and bring him off, right? He came back that evening, and the doctor turned around to him and said. You shouldn't even be walking up the stairs. 
so yeah like it's <laughs> definitely important like, that you that you're prepared going in right yeah god yeah like we we lost eight people in the first three days yeah in recruit training <laughs> like it, it is a rude awakening how many people started with just we had i think i think it was 40 i think we have 48 starting right okay 48 starting and then we got went down to about 32 right. fairly quickly um and then they bring in the lads as replacements a couple of weeks in yeah that's you know right. what I mean the first two weeks they're going to have yeah. that buffer down to bring yeah. like the subs in or whatever exactly yeah. yeah then we got up to about 38 and then we ended up with, I think finishing with 37 okay that's not too bad yeah it's not too bad yeah, yeah. that's same. Uh, I think we started like in kind of high 50s and finished I think around the late 20s high so 50s yeah sorry it would have been around 52 55 I think started us because um, obviously some guys came in later after like yeah. guys left like guys are leaving on the first day and so forth because yeah, yeah, yeah. like first day in like get sworn in yeah. you get brought into a room and you know stand up with Hench when the corporal walks in and then yeah, you know yeah. march over to your accommodation and you're sweeping the floors then when everyone else is getting sworn in so yeah. it's like it's a bit monotonous on the first few days but uh, yeah look so advice going in is just <laughs> run and do push ups yeah like I well. think me- mentally like mentally I think that you either have it or you don't yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you either have it or mental, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's it's gas because you, there's lads there's lads who you think are just mental fortresses and then all of a sudden a little bit of pressure comes on them and they are out the gap. Yeah. Whereas there's lads who you're thinking this fella is going to break so easy and then they make it all the way through. Yeah, you know, it's like just a, it's just a, a mental take that you have to be able to kind of withstand that sort of pressure. Yeah. Like, do you remember your buddy, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same age, same height and stuff as you. No, right? he was he was a good bit younger than me. He was. I remember when we passed out. I was actually at his 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 twenty fourth, not too long after, and right. I I think I was about twenty. I think I was about twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. Um, by the time by that time by the time I passed out and stuff like that, but like good lad, great yeah. lad. Like yeah. he was so so it was so funny as well. Like and like, the lads, the lads used to to wind them up. He was there. Uh, he was a Dundalk lad as well, like you know what I mean. He he didn't drink. He was real quiet, but he was just the funniest young fella. Like and the one the cor- one of the corporals he used to constantly wind him up. He used to say to him, you know, oh, he'd be like, "You're so boring." He'd be like, "You keep on putting me to sleep every time you talk." He was like, "You're not allowed to talk to me anymore." He was like, "Anytime you have to respond to me, you're gonna tell the person standing beside you, and he's gonna tell me." So you'd have to whisper the whisper the response <laughs> in his mate's ear, and he'd be like, "He said no, Corporal." <laughs> Uh, stop. <laughs> I think some of that's just for amusement, correct? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good. And I remember, I think my, I had like, I was like, tw- I wasn't probably the same height, but like, uh, I had like a lad that I think he was like six one or something. And he was a big lad, and then they on the PT is having to carry him and stuff with him jockey backs. Legs are broken. They got stitched up. Yeah, oh, stop. <laughs> um, I was always left carrying him, but yeah, it was good crack. But uh, would you recommend it like to a friend or a family member to join? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know what? I always said, and maybe it was a little bit, of, it was a little bit of resentment because uh, I because I I had to leave the way I did and stuff like that, or just because I le- I left. But I'd always said, I think there's a, I think there's a a really good, I think it's a really good job for, you know, somebody who wants to be in the army. 
yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, and I know that's obviously a little bit biased. Like, but yeah. I think if 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 somebody wants to be in the army, I think that as well, it's a really good place for kind of people who seem a little bit lost uh, in life. They kind of seem to find their place in it. Um, I think it would all be situation dependent on if I uh, on if I'd. Uh, if I'd refer a friend, that's fair enough. It all depends on who it was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely, let, I definitely say to anyone like give it a bash, but uh, it's not for everyone. Like it's, it's clearly not for everybody. Um, and you see that like through training, like people like you know deciding to leave or whatever, like even yeah. join it. But uh, I think like it's the the psychological contract that keeps people there, right? Like yeah, you know, yeah. that wages in the bank every Wednesday without fail. You know it's coming, but there's never like extra overtime or anything. Like you have to be like financially on it. You know. There's also there's also in the in in training there's like it's nearly a bullish sense of pride where you're like I I have to get through this yeah, you're yeah. like I'm I am so determined to make it to the end of this like you know what I mean like you won't break me <laughs> you know what I mean it's just stubbornness where yeah. you're like where you know. If I even think you could, like, I'm not not one point did I think to myself, you know what, I could be getting the same money working in some shop in Dublin with my daughter <laughs> who's three weeks old right now, and I was like, no, I was like, I'm gonna fucking make this, <laughs> you know, like right from the very very start. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. It's just definitely. It's not a thing like you have to earn your brave and you pass out recruit trying to be yeah. a star. Like you have to yeah. earn that brain and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 things like that like push you forward. But I remember like. That fucking boonie, do you remember yeah. I ran? <laughs> Wearing that thing for yeah. six months. Yeah, no, yeah. But uh, I remember like crawling through, crawling through the mud and I'm saying, we're not stopping until someone quits. Yeah. And I was like, I can't quit, I've got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, that Up was and down good. rivers, yeah. in through mud puddles, everything, you'd be manky, wouldn't yeah. you? I think, that, I think that only stopped because uh, someone actually lost a weapon in the river. They had to call in the army doors. The, no the army doors came and everything to find the... Uh, find the weapon in Cabroid. I think they didn't find it like 8 o'clock that evening or Get something oh yeah or something whatever. but yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's really it yeah, yeah you happy enough yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's us um, yeah so look thanks very much for coming on <laughs> it's very much appreciated that was good that was. Um, yeah it was good to obviously like, sit down and have a chat and catch up with like all colleagues mm. but uh, yeah yeah that was the early one cheers for that